You're listening to the T20 podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Dominoes. Rajasthan have got back to winning ways beating Delhi by 57 runs in Saturday's evening fixture in Guwahati so many great performances for Rajasthan who I can't hide are my favorites in the tournament but I asked Mehman Jaiswal starting with five boundaries in the first over and making 60 Josh Butler 79 and Trent Bowles 3 for 29 so many great contributions in that one victory Oh absolutely I think Rajasthan is emerging as not just the best team but also the most exciting team to watch the manner in which they've been playing especially Jaiswal and Butler at the top and then Sanju Samson didn't do much in this match but uh, they had a strong finish from Hatmeyer and then Trent Bolt I wonder why uh, he's not playing test cricket for New Zealand because he just looks absolutely marvelous with the new ball in his hand and he, you know by the time he finished his first spell Rajasthan were well on their way to a win <laughs> That's true. Uh, also, Ayaz's audio may not be the most clear today because he is at the Wankhede Stadium in Mumbai watching the thousandth match of the tournament between Mumbai and Chennai. Mumbai's ho- first home game of the season. Ayaz packed stadiums already. Oh, absolutely! It took me about what thirty, thirty-five, forty minutes to get in. Uh, once I was at the gate, so you can imagine what the what the crowds are like. It's a packed out. It's a sellout crowd, and Mumbai versus. Uh, Chennai has always been a marquee game. It's Dhoni versus Rohit Sharma. Star-studded both the teams, and of course Mumbai need to get going because they've lost their first match and lost it badly. So they need to get started now. Okay, let me just take you all through the game before I go back to Ayaz with some more questions. Like I said, Jaiswal smashed Khalil Ahmed for five boundaries in the first over after Warner put Rajasthan into bat. He and Butler got the team to 96 for no loss in eight overs before Jaiswal got out on 60. The run rate dropped a bit after that as Sanju Samson got out on a duck uh, before Hetmyer's 21 ball 39 and Butler's 79 held the team post 199 for four. In reply, Delhi's chase. hit a big setback in the first over itself with Trent Bolt sending back Prithvi Shaw and Manish Pandey in a maiden over. David Warner once again finished as the team's highest scorer with 65 but apart from him only Riley Russo and Lalit Yadav scored in double digits. Rajasthan won that match by 57 runs. I asked another half century for David Warner some questions about strike rate. I mean I, I was watching the broadcast and I think I uh, Porel hit a six and they, you know some but he just ended up saying oh david warner that's how it's done but you know if he keeps hitting hammer and tongs from the beginning there's not much support from the other end so the man has to play like a more balanced innings right yeah absolutely i think you're right mandra because he's in a catch 22 situation you know aggressive the aggressive approach is his natural approach but when he's not finding any support and you're losing two wickets in the first over without scoring a run then obviously he needs to anchor and if you anchor and you have to bat, the aim is to bat right till right till the end then obviously you can't go hammer and tongs so i mean warner is not having the best patch as we know not in international cricket not in this league either he's been getting the runs but he's not getting them in the warner style which is a match winning style so delhi are really suffering because prithvi shaw is not getting going not got going at all mitch marsh before he flew off for his wedding hadn't done much and warner is holding up uh, you know he's keeping the flag flying but it's not flying high i can tell you that <laughs> um prithvi shaw like you said scored 12 uh, seven in the first two matches a duck today um manish pandey also couldn't do much sarfaraz they replaced and got manish pandey in uh, in rishabh's absence um 
I mean, you didn't really think Delhi would struggle so much with their batting, did you? Yeah, I mean, look, Rishabh is a talismanic player, and you know we've seen in the past how good he can be. Uh, we, this is not looking like the Delhi team we saw a couple of seasons back. So obviously, Rishabh's absence has something to do with it. It just looks such a disjointed, uh, almost uh, you know, dejected team, if I might put it that way. Uh, losing is just that their top order hasn't got going except Warner. and not much is happening in the rest of the batting either so they're looking a they're cutting a sorry figure i might you know i hate to use that expression but that's how it is looking to me from from uh, you know watching them play okay i just wanted to ask an auction related question as well i mean like i said you know can one injury really affect the lineup so much but you know after the auction the mini auction in december we did think delhi looked quite strong they picked up manish pandey ishan sharma mukesh kumar phil salt and russo also i believe and a lot of those players are playing in their 11 right so like but 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 they just seeming like you said they cutting a sorry figure and they just seeming a little lost you know i i think mental a lot of their success or the exciting cricket they produced a couple of seasons back came through prithvi shaw and rishabh pant and mitch marsh you know david warner has came actually a year later to them so unless these guys get going the, the top order was so exciting for delhi and here it seems to be they just kind of lose wickets in a heap and after that it's very difficult especially if you're chasing a target of 200 and if you're zero for two in the first over then you're on the back foot and you know recovery from there is very very difficult i mean you know in a sense it's uh, it's admirable to an extent that they got as many as they did but that was never going to be enough Yeah, if you're not picking up the two points from the win, you're not. It's not really enough. But now to Rajasthan, a loss in their last game to Punjab. Also, they played the, that match, that home game in Guwahati. But things came together quite well for them tonight. Lots of concerns about Josh Butler's finger. You know that he seemed to have injured while taking that catch in the last match. He did bat after that, uh, but he did bat today and top scored with 79. That's also where the impact rule. Uh, Sort of really helps or is helping teams, right? If you have this player who might be on the cusp of like being ruled out due to injury, but he can just you know bat bat his innings and then you replace him, let him sit out, and not re- you know aggravate that injury further. Yes, I think the impact will. We'll have to see how it evolves because it will require a lot. You know, a lot more. See, either it is because of immediate dire need or it's because of strategy. and you know captains and team managements have to be sharp and smart as to how they use that impact rule we saw that in the case of kkr they used suyash sharma very well in the previous match against rcb uh, or against bangalore when he picked up three wickets and all the, you know, the spinners routed the bangalore team a strong bangalore batting lineup so how you use your impact player is 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 crucial but also it depends a lot on how you how you read the match situation and the player who can deliver who you substitute is is also very crucial i think that what rajasthan have got to their advantage is they've got a right left combination at the start and both are doing extremely well then they've got another left hander in shimran hatmayer who comes in later so it's not easy for the opposing team bowlers to settle in to this kind of you know left right combination which runs almost through their batting Okay, touching good. After <laughs> talking about that, but just one more question before we let you go. Mumbai versus Chennai at the Wankhede uh, toss has already happened. Both teams come on the back of defeats, but Mumbai come, uh, you know, uh, they're coming out of a long break, having played their previous game six days back. So, well-rested team is also a team that could do well. We do know Mumbai start their season usually with a defeat, so maybe not much to worry about. What do you think? How do you think the match will go today? Well, Mumbai, you know, historically, if you look at their performances, they've been they've usually got off to a sluggish start. But that doesn't mean that you can, you know, assume that 
okay you can lose a few matches then you'll start winning it may not happen as easily as it seems so they have to st- they have to kind of kick start their their points points collection now i think they'll be happy playing at home one kidi is their fortress in many ways like it is all home ground the fortresses for the respective teams but this is a very crucial match because uh, chennai have shown that they are a very competitive team uh, especially with moin ali in form and so to you know rutraj gaikwar and some of the others they're waiting you know i'm sure the big crowd here will be waiting to see what ben stokes does today he's the, he's the premier player in the world in many ways and he's still to fire so that's a that's a threat that looms over mumbai's head okay let's see if that uh, if ben stokes does end up stepping up today thank you so much for taking time out ayaz we will be back after the game with the result of that match thank you thank you bandra bye bye that was today's episode of the t20 podcast with ayaz memon in association with dominoes This is a Quint original podcast executive produced by Shelly Walia and Ritu Kapoor. This episode was hosted by Menra Dorji Sahani, produced and edited by Pratik Lidhu, Anjali Palod and Kriti Ghai and a special thanks to our guest Ayaz Memon. Stay tuned for our future episodes on your preferred podcast app. You were listening to the Quint's podcast. 